Welcome to another episode of the Hot Hot Hoops podcast. I'm, uh, I guess, your host at this point, uh, Brandon Perno, joined as always by Matt Hannafin, um, senior writers. Um, Matt, we just gotta get, we gotta rip the bandaid off. We gotta get right into it. Miami Heat lost last night. They're headed back to they're, back, they're headed back to South Florida for another chance to put the series away tomorrow. What did you like yesterday? What did you hate? Just let it all out, brother. This is a safe space. I mean, let's just start out with the bad. I didn't love, obviously the shot making was poor. Miami finished 13 of 43, 30%. It felt a lot worse than that. That's because they missed 22 of their first, what, 26, 27 three-pointers. Um, they, they got hot a little bit at the end, but they still weren't able to pull through. I think this is the first time that we've seen these playoffs when he's been healthy, that Jimmy Butler looks a little bit, I guess, human is the right word to say. I thought he was still really good, but if you want to compare, or I, I guess really good, I don't know if the right word, but I, th- I still thought he played well. Um, but at least relative to what we've seen from him throughout this postseason, it's, it's lower on it, to his standards. It wasn't as good. Um, I thought, I know people have attributed it to the ankle injury. I don't think it's all that. Um, I thought the Knicks were, the Knicks played him really well um, defensively. Uh, Like I just, one play I vividly remember was when Grimes got that first steal in the lane against him. And by the way, Quentin Grimes, who played all 48 minutes, he was really good down the stretch, even after he hyperextended his knee. I don't want to give him credit for how he defended Jimmy and how he just played throughout that game. But when he got that first steal, Jimmy drove into like four different guys and they stripped the ball. Like it was, they were packing the paint really well um, on the, on Jimmy's drives. And I guess going, just going back to the shot making, again, Miami went for 13 of 43. Um, If you look back, I think second spectrum does the NBA.com tracking data. 36 of Miami's 43 shots were considered either wide open or open, which means that the closest defender on the shot was at least four feet away from the shooter. Uh, all 13 of their makes came on such attempts, but uh, I mean, I, I didn't hate the process that Miami had getting those shots. I mean, it felt like the regular season where there'd be times where Miami would work a whole lot and they would drive and kick or drive, relocate, swing swing to an open three or drive swing swing or whatever the case is or swing around the perimeter but when nearly half of your shots come from beyond the arc and you only make 13 of them it's going to be a frustrating game well yeah i mean this is uh very very similar to what we saw in the regular season um yeah it's like it's everything i say like uh and i've said it throughout the year and i try to say it on the podcast but the miami heat are a different team when they're hitting threes and this is one of the nights where that just didn't happen and you know, it's it's also I gotta give credit to the Knicks because um, the Knicksters deserve a whole. I mean, yeah, they only won by nine points. Miami nearly came back and won that game. They cut it to I think two. Yeah, but the Knicks deserve a shit ton of credit for that game, especially Jalen Brunson. Yeah, I mean, like, but this is what happens when your three stars are playing well, and in this case, the New York Knicks yep. three stars are Brunson, Barrett, and Randall, and. I mean, Brunson had 38 points. He was exceptional tonight. Uh, Barrett had 26 of his own, and Randall had 24 of his own as well. And, you know, the Knicks really stole momentum off that big shot, headed into that big three that Randall hit, headed into halftime. You know, um, like they were able to build on that. And it's not like 
you know, I think it's easy to go back and look at the score and um, kind of judge Miami's performance off of that. It really was just a turd quarter for Miami. I think tonight that was kind of the difference because the Heat had their moments early on. They led by 10 early on. Well, then um, they had that big, what, 18-2 run, something like that? Exactly. And uh, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, they... And then obviously they got it close in the fourth and everyone expected Jimmy to go out and be uh, Jimmy on demon time once again. And it just didn't happen. I mean, Jimmy was averaging what? They're almost 34 points a game this playoffs. And yesterday he averaged, or sorry, he put up 19 bam, bam had a good game, but still only 18 points. And then after that, it was Max and Caleb with 11 and 14 and really, um, and I think it'll surprise people, but uh, it was Duncan who was uh, the third high score yesterday. And he, he, Duncan was almost getting it done at the end for us uh, too. It's just more or less um, you need, it, it's tough because we talked about uh, Caleb and, well, I talked about uh, Caleb and, and uh, Cody as, uh, as, or sorry, sorry. I talked about uh, Caleb and Gabe. Uh, I was uh, stuck in twin mode for a second. Uh, uh, as kind of Caleb and Cody, shout out the Martin twins. Yeah, it's on the margins. Um, but I was talking about them as our X Factor, but they didn't play like they have um in the in the games before this. And that's kinda that's kinda thing the thing. Like everyone forgets like the Heat are having a run, but they're they are significantly shorthanded. Uh Tyler Hero for much of the season was the one to carry that scoring load, and uh, especially in games against the Knicks. So it's like if Jimmy's not popping off for a 40 or 50 piece and you know, and Bam's not putting up the game that he did uh, just a couple nights ago, then it's like, it's really, really hard to win. You need somebody on the roster to step up every night when you're shorthanded. And Miami wasn't able to do that yesterday. And despite the fact that they almost got it done, um, you know, they, they can't, they can't do this again. That's the thing. Like you got, you got a couple more chances to put this thing away. You need to do it tomorrow. Yeah. It's just, but it, I mean, I, what do we take away from this? Are we, is this like, and I asked that because again, I meant, I, I just mentioned the shooting, but at the same time, the 36 of 43 open or wide open attempts, like you go back and watch the tape, that's justified. That's vindicated. Like a lot of their attempts were open. And again, like, it's not like it, there, there were certain games throughout the regular season where Miami was having to work 110% just to get an open look or an open three. Last night, I didn't think it was necessarily that case. Um, again, the Knicks were playing very good defense, but again, Miami was getting open looks from deep and just not hitting them. And it's, it, it's not, it's not rocket science to say, it's, it's, it's not rocket science when you break down like, all right, why did Miami lose this game? I mean, the Knicks didn't shoot tremendously either. They shot 49% from the floor, 38% from deep. It's not like they completely outshot Miami. But when you look at it from the perspective of, yeah, Miami made four of their first 27 or whatever it was. I don't remember the, the exact number, but you go back and look, and a lot of those attempts were open looks. Like Kevin Love was 0 of 7 from deep. A lot of those were open looks, and you just wasn't hitting. It was kind of like what we saw when he first came to Miami. They weren't uh, over either. Like couple where the couple rimmed out. Right, but right. That's just it's it's a make or miss league in that in that regard. Like yeah. Max True started hitting him late and he hit that one that kind of like went in and out um and back in. It kind of hit the rim a few different times before it went in late in the third quarter. And that's when Miami finally started getting their shots to fall at least a little bit for beyond the arc. Like I know Caleb got a few to fall. Duncan Robinson had a few few fall. And I was watching with uh, a couple of friends. And they don't and they don't follow Miami very closely. 
um, at least like how obviously you and I right. do. Uh, a lot of other Heat fans because they're they're not Heat fans, but uh, they came in and would probably like they started watching with like four or five minutes left, and they were like, "Wait, Duncan Robinson's getting like closing minutes." I was like, "He's one of their only guys hitting shots right now." Like yeah. that's just how it was, and it's like you got to ride the hot hand at that point. And that's where I thought it was a little weird where Spo went away from Lauer, even though he picked up that fifth foul with six minutes left. Like I probably would have kept him in, and they he sat like four minutes like it wasn't like he he sat one or two minutes and then came back in like he sat four minutes and i mean again it's just been a rough i guess three four games for gabe at least offensively just trying to find a little bit of rhythm i know he had a he had a mid-range jumper early in the game game two two was good oh i'm just saying it's been a little bit of a rougher series at least compared to no 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 you're right you're right game ones and two he was much better but yeah yeah, I would say these make, last three games hasn't been as good. But it, but it goes to what you're saying. It is a make or miss league. And like the game yeah. was those big shots. And, you know, like, listen, we can sum it up in one sentence. That's just showbiz, baby. Like sometimes, uh, sometimes you're hitting the shots and sometimes you're not. And, um, you know, it's uh, yesterday, yesterday the Heat weren't. And they have been throughout the playoffs. It's like, that's just how it's going to be sometimes. And if anything, you ask, what can we take away from, uh, from it? It's like that these series are hard, that everyone playing in these series are exceptional athletes. And it's really a battle in attrition, uh, or battle of attrition that, you know, that they're, they're beat up at this point. So it's like some nights you're going to have it. Some, some, you know, it's, it's like, like Jimmy, Jimmy walked up the ramp yesterday and that man looked sore, you know, like you're That's not just, getting, yeah. You're not getting a ton of rest time at the moment, you know, like things, things aren't like uh, things aren't working out in that, then in your favor in that regard. So it's like, some nights like this are going to happen. And it's not like the heat didn't come out and be competitive because they, they fought tooth and nail and got called for some fouls towards the end there. Um, that kind of set them back, but they were, they were close. Um, and you know, they got an opportunity to close it out to the beautiful sounds of pep ass tomorrow, at uh, the Caseya Center, uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully. There's a I, couple I, of or no, go on, finish what you were gonna say. Oh, yeah, it's just a you know, it wasn't what I expected uh, in it for the second MSG performance from Jimmy. I expected, I expected him to come out and you know punch back as as hard as New York punched us, but you know, the guy's human. But uh, go finish what your your thought was, Matt. No, it's just there's a couple other things like, yeah, we could talk about the shooting all day, but there's other a couple more things that I want to hit on that I didn't yeah, count at the beginning of just reasons why Miami lost. And this also goes to New York's credit. Uh, they finished a plus 16 on the glass the Knicks did. And I think that's like important to highlight. I mean, Miami was doing a better job in the first half uh, getting put back. I mean, I think they had like second, like 17 second chance points or something like that, to, like the Knicks, like two or three. Um, in the first half, like they were doing a really good job crashing the boards and getting on that, like on that front, kind of like how they did in game four. But I thought the Knicks were really good and they were obviously a lot more, it, there was a lot more intention and purpose to um, their offensive rebounding in that second half. And I thought, and I think that's important to highlight. Um, and I just think throughout the game, I mean, they finished with 14 offensive rebounds. Um, they finished with tw- only 12 second chance points. But again, I think, they only had like two in the first half. Uh, Miami finished with 21 on that front. But I mean, they, I thought they won the battle on the boards. I think late it was a lot of Miami was due as one and done possessions. And I thought Mitchell Robinson, uh, Jalen Brunson, 
RJ Barrett, Julius Randle, they were all doing a good job crashing the glass. Um, I mean, they were also exceptional in transition last night in comparison they were. to Miami. They yeah. were. Um, but, like, I thought, like, again, I, it's it's something I'm going to hammer over and over again, and I sound like a broken record. I'm probably annoying you and some of the audience with this, but rebounding wins these type of games. And uh, when Miami has as, mi- as many missed shots as they did last night, well, it, it was a lot of the Knicks closing those possessions fairly quickly, um, at least in that second half. And so I think they deserve a ton of credit for that. Uh, they got to the line 21 more times in Miami. Miami shot six as 19 from the free throw line. They shot 29 to 40. Yeah. The percentage is obviously not as good as what Miami's was, but they got 21 more free throw attempts. And I don't know how much of that is. Well, the refs are giving them calls at home or good calls, bad calls. I mean, I thought, there was some missed calls on Miami's front too. Like Miami's probably should have gotten called for a few more fouls. I mean, I know Bam had that illegal screen on Quentin Grimes. That probably should have been called a foul on Bam. I'm just yep. being objectively honest with that. But like, there's it's it was a really physical game, and I think this is one of the first games. Probably it's probably the second game that these playoffs where Miami just in most phases of the game just got outplayed. Um, yeah. Most, if not all, every phase, if I'm being completely honest. So I think like, yeah, we can talk about Miami shooting terribly. And I think there's there's like plenty of reason for that. Uh, but I also want to give the Knicks credits just for some of the little things they did. Like Miami was getting the 50-50 balls at the beginning. I don't think that's how it lasted throughout the, at least for the final three quarters, at least. I thought the Knicks um, did a really good job. I mean, the Knicks were getting into the lane a lot. And I thought... That that's important to point out too, especially Jalen Brunson. There, it felt like when Miami, whenever Miami was trying to like generate a run towards the end, and they did, but it kept getting stopped by like a Jalen Brunson layup or Jalen Brunson floater. And he's very good at initiating contact. His concentration, his his balance, his center of balance, um, when he goes up for those shots, and his ability to create that separation. I thought he did a really he's he's really good at that in general. But I thought he did a really good. Good job of that last night in some very key moments. Um, I thought Julius Randle, when he wasn't playing iso ball in the first quarter, did really good. And Miami was generating or Miami was sending multiple guys at him when he was getting into the lane in the final three quarters. And he I thought the decision making from Julius was really good. And I think, again, that's something that I think is fair to acknowledge in this context. I thought RJ did a better job, especially off of uh, drives and rip throughs getting into the lane and. Uh, making Miami pay for it. I mean, it, it, not everything came at the rim, but I thought they were generating good offense out of that, like they did throughout the regular season and throughout that first round um, when it wasn't when they weren't getting offensive rebounds. So uh, I think it's just it's I think it's fair to acknowledge every side of it because I yeah. think the Knicks game plan and what they did to attack Miami both offensively and defensively. I didn't think Miami's defense was all that great, if I'm being completely honest, whether it was in transition, semi-transition, or in the half court. And I think the Knicks deserve really a ton of credit for that. Again, aside from the shooting woes that Miami had, the Knicks game plan this and they came out. And it's it's what you expect from a team that's down 3-1 in a series playing at home. But I just think it's fair to acknowledge every side of this. Yeah, they thoroughly outplayed the men. Like um, they did, you know, they did. That uh, their effective field goal uh, field goal percentage was ten percent more than Miami's at, or pretty much ten percent more than Miami's at fifty eight point five versus Miami's that tracks. <laughs> yeah, like they they shot they were in the ninety third percentile in offensive rebounds. You know, thirty eight percent to Miami's twenty eight percent. Their free throw rate at a forty point eight was in the ninety ninth percentile. And like, dude, they made a hundred percent 
of their of their long uh, long mid range shots. So shots outside of fourteen feet. You know, like and, and then again, they were in the ninety fourth percentile shooting, sixty percent on twos. Yeah, mid range. Yes, exactly, exactly, exactly. Their yeah. threes something to be desired. Only you know, only in the sixty third percentile at thirty eight point two percent. But like for all threes, but at the same time, like there's. Miami didn't have anything above above. above um, I'm looking right now. Their their highest um, percentile was 66. Like the New York had uh, short mid range in the 85th percentile, long mid in the 99th percentile, all mid in 94th percentile, um, and then offensive rebound 93, free throw rate 99. Miami uh, like nothing nothing above 66 the whole rest of the game. Uh, stats courtesy of cleaning the glass, obviously, but it kind of um, it kind of speaks to it speaks to the game story. It's just that they thoroughly outplayed them offensively. Uh, their defense held the playoff demon, Jimmy Butler to only 18 points. Um, I'm pretty sure. Just 19. 19 points. Yeah. Bam. 18. So still not even 20 points for Jimmy Butler. And like, you know, he, you can consider Jimmy moderately healthy. Like, I don't think that I do not think his ankle is bothering him like that. I think they're, I think everyone's banged up, but at the same time, um, I think, it just kind of has to go back to like, look, sometimes you're going to get outplayed. These guys are world-class athletes. They're the worst NBA player is still probably the best basketball player you'll ever see live. You know, it's, uh, right. it's, right. it's really, it's really easy to forget things like that. So um, I think, you know, I don't think it's a one-off. I think this is, I always thought this was going to be a competitive series, but I do think that he put it away next game. And that's, uh, that's just kind of where my head's at with it. Well, yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. Um, I don't think the Corgi, or is it Corgi? Is it Corgi? Is it like the dog? I don't, I don't, I'm not going to dog. The dog is it's Corgi. Corgi? Yeah. Okay. I said, I, for some reason in my head, it's, it's been like, it's always been Corgi. All right, whatever. Uh, sorry to bleep that up. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but regardless, like, like jokes aside, I think they do too. I just think role players play better at home than they do on the road in a playoff series. I, I think there's truth to that. I think Miami will get more out of Kevin Love. I think they'll get more out of Gabe Vincent. Um, I think they'll get more out of like the Cody Zeller minutes. I mean, the all bench lineups I'd, I'll, I'll double check before we log off here, but they lost those minutes by a considerable margin last night. I don't think they went back to him in the second half. I think they finished like a minus eight or yeah. minus around that number in the first half. And I don't think they went back to it. I could double check though, but um, just like aside, like I, I, I think Jimmy, the thing with Jimmy's ankle and I, to some degree, I think people are running with it, but I think it's a, it's exacerb, I don't, exacerbated, exacerbated. I can't say that word. It, it's blown out of proportion just a little bit. Um, but I do think there's merit. There's some merit to it, but again, sure. I think it's been like that for the last three it's games like, that he's played. So I don't Jimmy, think that's Jimmy didn't, have a, Jimmy didn't have a knee last year and he took the Celtics to seven years. Right. So we talked, like, right. We talked about that before. Yeah. Like, like that's, that's, that's stealing a matism at this point. Um, right. But, right. but no, it's like, you know, like an ankle and he still had really nice moments yesterday, Jimmy. So like, he was it, good defensively. And I think that can't be ignored. Like he had four steals, two blocks, but I don't think even that, no. Even and if, like, you, if you don't look at that, like if you go back and watch the tape, I mean, yeah, he's getting these last few games, he's gotten blown by a little bit, at least a little bit more than you would like him to off the dribble. But I just think off the ball and his instincts, like he's been fairly good. And 
Um, he obviously didn't respect RJ Barrett's jumper yesterday, which I also thought was funny. RJ made him pay a couple of times for that, but that's besides. I mean, you know, it is, it is what it is. but uh, yeah, yeah. Look, there's real pressure. I think uh, that they got to protect home court uh, tomorrow. Um, they need to get it done at home, and uh, and everything that we're talking about today, all the narratives that are kind of coming out of it, like oh, is Jimmy hurt? Or like, what's going on with them? Like, why can't they get it done? It's uh, it's once again, it's the cure all pill that's winning. And uh, if, they, if they do it tomorrow, then then we really don't have to we don't have to worry about it. Then we just uh, find out who the Heat are playing in the, in the next round. Um, but I mean, this this was kind of predictable. I mean, if you guys listened to the podcast um, last episode, Matt said it a million times, and and that was that you know the Knicks were going to come out with their best effort and punch Miami as hard as they could in the face, and the Heat pretty much withstood a lot of that. So. You know, I think it's pretty hot in Miami tomorrow too. And uh, wow, the Knicks should be tired. And <laughs> do you know if they ran with any narratives of um, New York being too cold for Miami? Is that is that uh, a take no, that's flowing around today? I don't. I, 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 I haven't looked at ESPN. I, I so I'm I'm genuinely curious. Well, I didn't see that, and like, like okay. the Heat didn't. Right. The Heat. I don't remember seeing any narratives around that either when the Heat were playing the Raptors in uh, 2016. So, mm. no, because it was cold. It was cold. It was cold. Or Boston last year. Yeah, you know, so it's, it's like uh, you know, it's just spring, just spring in those areas. So, mm. uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, it's one of those. But hey, we can wrap it up here. Um, we'll be back, Matt and I, to talk about the results of tomorrow's game. But you know, I'm not even gonna. I'm gonna. I'm the only thing I'm gonna say in terms of. I mean, I've already predicted it like twice on the podcast, but I'm not going to end with it. But I'll just say go Heat. Uh, we're excited for another uh, competitive matchup. Yeah, uh, I think they get it done tomorrow. But I just I, – I don't know what to take away from this game other than the fact that they shot poorly and the Knicks deserve a lot of credit. But that's it. regardless um, – It's to get outplayed, man. And that's, yeah, uh, no, that's that's the playoffs for you. I, that's the playoffs for you. Um, and I predicted heading into the series Heat and Six. Um okay. I, I said at the time I didn't feel great about it, but I predicted Heat and six, and um, I guess it could be that this series. But I guess we'll see tomorrow night. But thank you all for listening. Be sure to like up, subscribe, give us a five star rating. Please go check out hothoops.com if you haven't already. Check out all of our coverage from all of our great writers. Please go follow the uh, Hot, Hot Hoops Instagram page. I know Dan, our guy Dan, does a phenomenal job with that. Um, go check out the Hot Hoops Twitter page, which I tweet probably too much on but again please go check that out if you haven't already please like and subscribe give us a five-star rating um and we'll see you guys after game six absolutely thanks for listening everybody